When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Following on Daily out here in India. This is episode two. I'm Neil Manthorpe and we'll be bringing you a podcast every single day during England's five test match tour of India, which is live and exclusive here on TalkSport 2. On today's show, Steve Harmison has arrived. We'll get the big man's thoughts on the series and whether England could play three seamers against expectations in Thursday's first test in Hyderabad. We'll also hear exclusively from Mark Wood, and India head coach Rahul Dravid. And we'll talk about Virat Kohli's absence and how that might affect their selection. So plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. This is Following on Daily. It's real because Harmy's arrived and he's feeling as rough this morning as we were yesterday. But uh, the big man is here. I've grown six inches because I have to stand on a step to be as tall as him. Harmy, welcome to the Rajiv Gandhi Stadium. Brilliant to have you here. You've been out, you've had a look at the pitch, we've got so much to talk about. But first of all, welcome. How are you feeling? Yes, I'm not feeling too bad. I feel as though somebody the size of me sitting on my eyelids at this minute in time. I've only been at about an hour's sleep once I got in. So kick on, crack on and hopefully get some sleep for tonight. Get into Indian time and be ready for when the first ball comes fresh as a daisy because this is a picture looks magnificent out there the, the outfield is, is pristine the wicket looks bare at either end but where the cracks are developing at their most look as though they're going to be too full so from a spin bowler's point of view you know a top batter will look at them cracks and go now nah, they're not in the game for me because they're too full half volley I'll hit them anywhere I, I, I want especially this this positive England side so I think the wicket does look a good wicket and England have got some both sides I think have got some questions it is really interesting and I'll come straight on to that now but my impression of the pitch as well is that the groundsman was actually watering the ends of the wicket by hand with a watering can but the very ends and that's more of a cosmetic thing as you yeah. said he's worried about how it's going to look if it's dry and dusty doesn't matter how it looks if you said it's half volley length or full toss length it doesn't matter um, it was not as dry on a length as I thought the pitch would be mm. they've cut a lot of the grass off but that grass is still live and suddenly for the first time I'm actually wondering whether it might be a three-seamer option for England. We'll hear from Rahul Dravid and from Mark Wood in a moment on the pod but I wanted to get your thoughts on that because for for months and months uh, on the Cricket Collective and now following on we've been talking about it's definitely a three-seamer, a three-spinner pitch for India anyway but for England 
that two-seamer, two-spinner option with Joe Root as a third spinner, they might revisit that and actually go with the third seamer. What do you think? Yeah, I think, that, I think I've think i said consistently over the course of the last few weeks that if there's one player England might play three seamers and play just Jack Leach and Joe Root, effectively two spinners, it would be here. I think this is probably the ground where, the big ground, the big stadium where when they go to Ranchi and Riyajkot and, uh, and Vishkapatnam, you know, the groundsman, I think, will play the tune of the BCCI. And as Robert Sharma said in, in, in South Africa, when you commentated on the games over there, that, you know, don't, I don't mind playing on green seamers if you don't win when you come to our place. <laughs> now, I think this one looks as though I expected. England might just play three seamers. They might go with what they're comfortable with, you know, what Ben Stokes is comfortable with. I think if he looks around the room and goes, who is going to be... The, the give me the most sort of control as well as potential taking wickets. He might think on Ollie Robinson because I think it is Mark Woodson, the, the media of the day, and we'll, we'll hear about Mark. We'll hear from Mark in a bit. But Mark Wood, Jimmy Anderson, I think are shoe ins. I think you play Anderson in the first Test match, you go with experience. And I think if there's any any um, run rate issue from India getting away from England then I think Jimmy will be used as, a, as somebody who will hold an end I think Jimmy's experience he did that last time we're out here and he did it brilliantly so I would imagine Anderson's going to play I imagine Wood's going to play Leach is obviously going to play and then it's whether they play two, the two spin bowlers and maybe Ben might think if it doesn't if it doesn't look as though it's going to spin from ball one right from the very start then the third seamer might be a better option of controlling what will be a, a you know a difficult out you know whatever they do spin or seam. I think England might think about playing three seamers and then, but what that does is it gives him Robinson, which gives him two control bowlers, a bowler who can and that worked well in Pakistan a bowler who can you know take the pitch out of the equation in Mark Wood, yeah. And then you've got your, your tried and tested Jack Leach, who hasn't bowled for a while, and, and obviously Joe backs him up if day three, day four, day five, which we expect the ball, the the, the, you know, the, the pitch to deteriorate. So that, I think, might be in Ben's, Ben's head right now. And then I would imagine, but as, as we always do when we come to this part of the world, looking at the pitch 48 hours out is one thing, 24 hours out is another thing. And then you go to the morning of the game and you go, that's not the same pitch was two days ago. So, I, again, it's just a, a, a it's just a watch. But I would imagine these things are going through Ben's head at this moment in time. Okay, well, let's hear from Mark Wood, who uh, spoke earlier to Andrew McKenna. Mark Wood, Hyderabad venue for the first test. It's a nice warm day. How are you feeling now? You've got here from Abu Dhabi. Yeah, good. I think the group's in a positive place. Um, that Abu Dhabi camp was really good for us. Um, we spent a lot of intense cricket training but also had a you know a good time away from the field getting together preparing for this moment now we're here it very much feels like game on you know mindset has shifted from sort of training camp into match mode um and yeah it's you know we're, we're accustomed to the weather a little bit more we're accustomed to the time difference a little bit more so yeah ready to go there was a lot of talk about the training camp and, and being based 1600 miles away from the venue of the first test did you get out of it what you wanted to yeah, the facility is obviously fantastic there, so you get whatever pitches you want. I mean, we scuffed wickets, we put sand on pitches to replicate spin. Also, those flatter pitches so for the seam bowlers to try and bowl on and, you know, scenarios with reverse swing and um, new ball bowling. So we, we try to cover all bases while we were there. Of course, it always helps as well that, you know, we're in a nice hotel and uh, we could switch off around the cricket as well. So um, as hard as the cricket days were, it was nice to get away and, and, you know, relax the mind as well. But then as soon as we've gotten here, it's very much switch on. So... Um, it's been a nice sort of blend while we were there. 
You are a tight-knit group. It's a couple of days after Harry Brook had to go home. Can you sort of take us inside the dressing room? You know, what was the reaction from, from all the other guys when, when he sort of said, look, I'm sorry, I've got a situation, I'm going to have to leave you? I think just very sad, to be honest. Um, you know, we're all, like you mentioned, tight in a group, and, you know, we feel for each other. We stick together through hard times, through good times. You know, this is a something that's different from cricket. It's, you know, life and, um, you know, family always comes first, and we wish Brookie all the very best. We've all messaged him, we've all got around him, um, and it's very much a case as if he, if he needs any of us, we'll all be there for him. And then yesterday, another announcement, another player not going to be involved in the first team, Virat Kohli. Now, one of the world's great players. That's got to change it, hasn't it? Yeah, um, you know, Virat, I don't know what he's going through, but we, again, we wish him the best. It's never nice to see players, you know, have to step away. Hopefully it's for, I don't know if it's a good or bad reason, but hopefully it's good. But um, I'm sure we'll see him at some point in the series. He's obviously a world-class player and someone that... Um, as an opposition player, you know, I want to test myself against the best players. He is the best or one of the best so um, if he comes back I'd, I'd love to have a chance to try and get him out um, but we wish him all the best as well How much does him not being in that batting lineup change? It's a huge impact it's a huge impact yeah I mean it's a huge impact because he's, cause he's a, you know one of the best players ever um, you know in these conditions as well in India you know he's a huge um, guy in their dressing room a huge name a huge everything so um, if you take away his quality um, I mean, there's loads of batters in India who can fill that space, and they've, they've got quality right throughout. But obviously, if you if you take out your best player or one of your best players, it's going to leave a hole. So we've got to try and exploit that. Um, but I'm sure, you know, away from cricket again, a bit like Brookie, uh, getting him right and sorted is, is probably the most important thing. From your point of view, there's been a lot of talk about this series being spin dominated. You know, we are in India; they've named a squad with, with four spinners in it. You are England's fastest bowler what's your mentality going into this series do, do you have to say to yourself I am going to be a factor regardless yeah I think it's very much probably looking at it a bit like Pakistan um, you know when I try and get the ball try and have an impact um, I think with the rules it might be slightly different at times the spinners might be attacking at some points and I might have to play a defensive role but my role mainly with Stokes is use me as an impact bowler make something happen try something it could be trying to a wicket for the guy at the other end, you know, rough things up. And then, so whatever the captain needs, that'll be my role. But I, I still feel like I can do a job here, as do Jimmy, Robbo um, and Gus. You know, we all feel that as a group, we can still do a job here for the team and have an impact on the game one way or another. SG balls, is it, for this series? Can you just give us a, a bit of a, a guide? How does an SG ball, say, differ to a Duke's ball back home for, 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 for maybe guys who don't watch a lot of cricket? What's the difference? It's probably in between a Duke's ball and a Kookaburra. A Kookaburra in Australia is flat a seam, uh, lighter red, um, tends not to swing as much. A Duke ball at home, darker in colour, um, harder leather and, and swings for longer. This ball's probably in between. It'll stay um, relatively hard. The seam is pronounced so um, I'm not sure it's going to help with seam movement because there's not as much grass on the pitch but you know the seam is pronounced and hopefully having that sort of I guess able to shine the or buffer the ball on one side will make reverse swing come into play and, and that's something that I'm personally looking forward to um, so if the ball does you know allow that for me then that I'll be you know very grateful. Obviously a lot of the guys have got IPL experience so you know coming to a venue like this you can tap into I mean Johnny obviously played here for a long time What's the, what's the general consensus? What's the feeling within the camp about what this ground is going to play like? I think we've all just said that it's an amazing ground walking out. I, I don't think any of us have really 
I guess, gone too f- over the top of, oh, it's going to be like this or that. It's just we've took in conditions. We've had a look around. We've had a look at the wicket. Um, it's obviously a massive stadium. When in the IBL games, it's really loud. So maybe we can expect that if there's a full crowd. But, um, yeah, a lot of the lads have played some high-profile games. We've come off the back of the Ashes, which was loud in the summer, and, and high-pressure situations. So I think this group is confident and, and will lean on the Pakistan series, I think, as well, to, to look back on. Um, I know every team says, oh, you should look forward, and that's a TV answer. But you always want to lean back on you know, things that you've done well. And you know, if these conditions are similar to Pakistan, we know in those tough moments that we can use that experience, lean back on it and say, right, this is what we did well, this is how we came through it, and try and use that here. Just finally, I feel terrible having to ask, but we almost kind of do at the start of every series. How are you physically? I'm all right. How, I'm all right how, how are you going to get through it? I'm all right at the minute. Um, five tests is obviously a long time. But, like you say, if it's going to be spin-dominated, then my role might be slightly different. I might not be bowling as many overs in the day. Or, you know, with five test matches, I very much doubt I'll play <laughs> all five. It's going to be a mix-and-match situation with everyone. Um, and, and we'll just see who, who gets the nod ahead of this game. Can I just touch on that? Is there a plan already in place that, Mark, no. you play here? And no, no, there's not at the minute. But I'm, I'm just telling you that I, I, it would be very doubtful that my body will get through five test matches. So... We'll have to mix and match. Um, you know, form is one thing. Um, f- how how you feeling physically, like you've mentioned, and other conditions. So we'll have to weigh up all the factors, and that is well above my peer grade. That's your old mate, Mark Wood, uh, speaking to Macca. Um, again, lots and lots of questions. He did say that he's not expecting to play all five test matches, maybe three. Um, that he's excited by the prospect of bowling short, sharp bursts. Uh, just before we heard from Woody there, I, I wanted to go back to a point you said about Jimmy Anderson maybe dry, bowling dry. That's a very un-Ben Stokes thing, isn't it? We've seen Jimmy come to India before and bowl 14 overs in the day for 20. Um, but, but when Ben took over the captaincy, he said to Jimmy, I'm, you're not having that. I'm, I'm, you're having three slips and I want you to bowl full and swing it. We want wickets, not maidens. Yeah, I think... There's, there's a time and a place for things like that. Um, I, I think that's a positive. I think that's, for me, Jimmy Bolin, what you, what you would call dry, and Jimmy containing and holding an end, that for me is a, that is a positive move. That's not a negative move at all because we know out here, we know what Test Cricket's become. We know the sort of change in momentum and, and, and outlook of the way batters look at the game. If somebody wants to go at far four or five and over at Jimmy Anderson and Jimmy Anderson, we're talking about Jimmy Anderson containing. It's not like Nasser Hussain asking Matthew Hoggart to bowl a foot outside <laughs> of stump. Jimmy Anderson can bowl a ball just outside, I mean just outside of stump, with a field, with a ring field. And he is another one. Jimmy's another one. I, I don't think Ollie Robinson's as skillful as, as Jimmy just yet from, from taking the pitch out of the equation. But Jimmy from an angle point of view and Jimmy from you know, the way he, he's released points and the way he can manipulate the, 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 the movement of the ball through the air when things aren't happening, that's what, that's what was great about Anderson last time he was out here. That's why he's got 700 test wickets. That's why he's the greatest of all time. So from that point of view, if you've got... The, the scoreboard going at four and a half and over and you say that Jimmy just bowled five overs at the top of off stump that for me is a positive because if they're in score, you know, scoring mode you've got a chance of making a mistake and I've been consistent with what I've said about this whole series the hardest thing in the world for a batter to do out here is to start your innings and if Anderson's got his tail up and the ball is moving um, there's no better there's no better p- bowler to exploit an, a weakness in technique and for me, I, I see as the generation's gone, more and more batters with weaker techniques than there were 15, 20 years ago. That's why it's a great game, because they're scoring at five and over. 
but the technique isn't quite there because obviously they're going hard at the ball and I think if Anderson can bowl the ball at the top of our stump and move the ball slightly either way I think he's he's in the game and that's a positive when people might think oh well he's just trying to contain Okay, we're going to hear from Royal Driver in just a moment. But before we do, and he was really insightful, really articulate, informative, as he always is. I mean, he's just a just a, a brilliant cricket person, one of the great men of the game, Royal Driver. But before we get to him, back to Mark Wood, because three or four months ago, or maybe it was two or three months ago, it was before, it was in the end of last year, the Dubai Capitals in the ILT20 made a big song and dance about signing him for apparently close to half a million dollars £400,000 to play in the ILT20. Um, and and I, I asked you on edge, remember, in the Cricket Collective, I said, would, would he really say no to Ben Stokes if he said, I want you to come and play, to five, uh, well, not all five test matches, but come to India for the test series? Um, and, and here he is, but from a financial point of view, he's 34 years old. Does he, is he standing to lose lots of money by being here I think there's there's two ways of looking at it you could go yes there's the IL20 you could have gone and took that money the IPL money you could have took that money there's one or two other franchise stuffs where a lot of people would say about Mark with his injury record why doesn't he go on the the one day circuit the white ball circuit retire from red ball cricket and cash in that way and I think that's where the, the, the brilliance of for me the brilliance of Rob Key who has come and gone right I identify my players who I think who are going to play for the next 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, basically till the end of the Ashes. And who are my key components? And that's why we've got 29 central contracts. It's a lot. It's a hell of a lot. (laughs) But it's a plan that we've got going. And I think what you're saying to Mark Wood is, right, we're not going to play you in every game. We're going to control how you work. We're going to control... Remember Alex Stewart giving us the... Well, if they go off in a freelance cricketer, who looks after their bodies? And Mark Mark Wood's biggest friend over the course of the last five to ten years has been the ECB medical staff and that's not having a go at Mark it's just because he's been injured quite a bit he's needed the ECB and I think because of that I think the security of the three-year contract the security of making sure that you play when we need you to play we rest you when we need you to rest the medical team is tip-top and we'll make sure that you're looked after properly I think the best decision best outcome for everybody we need Mark Wood in the team as many times as we possibly can but we also need to protect and look after him and I think the solution that you now have Mark Wood hopefully at your disposal whenever you need him bar an injury all the way up till the end of the next Ashes means you can plan and prepare to have a 90 mile an hour bowler in your team we've got to try and get Joffre Archer back on the field that's another story if we can get him on the field and bowling consistently then we might have two 90 mile an hour bowlers that we can control and I think that's the beauty about these central contracts so that, for me, from a security point of, uh, point of view, from Mark's point of view, is he's a home bird. He, he likes being... He's like me. He's from Ashington, so he <laughs> likes being at home. He likes, he's got a young family. And he, he loves being around. He loves being around home. So what that's done is, on his side of it, it gives him, it gives him the security that he knows that he's got the financial earning. He's got the backup and security of the, the, the medical team that's going to look after him. ECB want him to play for England in England first and he's also financially secured over the course of three years to make sure that everybody's it's everybody win it's a win-win for everybody so I think that is why I think it's the central contracts have been good and that's why I would always urge people especially bowlers not to look at the big number as in from a 
a contract situation in the franchise league and go, what's going to be best for your body? And I think a 12-month central contract for me would always be the best outcome because the security of looking, looking after your body is, is paramount. And that, that is, that's where we're at, we're, we're marked. So I think it's a good thing, and hopefully. I think you can play more than three test matches. I think the wear and tear on his body will be one of, can we make sure that he recovers well? I don't see him bowling a massive, a massive amount of overs. I don't see Seamus bowling a massive amount of overs, other than probably Anderson. Um, but the rest of it is going to be grazing in the field. Can you get fuel and make sure he looks after him that way? So from an impact point of view, he might not be as utilised as much, which means his body might not be under pressure. So he might get, he might get four test matches out of him if you have to gamble, possibly test match four Hopefully, for England's point of view, possibly Test Match 5. If you're watching this, by the way, on the um, TalkSport YouTube cricket channel, um, I, you would have seen me being distracted by the fact that Rahul Dravid has actually been out there in the middle, looking at the pitch, walking up and down it mm. uh, by himself. Um, and he's already had one long look at it. And it's almost, I'm reading between the lines here, but it's almost as if, I'm not so sure, I, I'm a bit surprised. And he's been out there yeah. by himself while we're talking, just walking up and down. Um, looking at the pitch very suspiciously. It's like, what's this? Um, I, I could be making that up. But anyway, let's hear from the Indian coach now. I think one of the things that has been a challenge, actually, to be very honest with you, is to be able to get the right kind of preparation for uh, your test teams. Uh, you know, it's something that I felt as well. Um, just at times, just the quality of the side games that you get to play in places. Uh, it's not like the old days when I first started when you know, you went to county cricket and you'd have even the professional would be playing the game against you or you'd have the best players playing against you. Uh, I think that's changed a lot. Maybe it's because of the amount of cricket or I don't know what reason, but certainly the quality of the... We've certainly seen a dip in the quality of the of the, the tour games. You know, and I think that can be, from a coach's perspective, that can be sometimes um, quite frustrating. Um, so then coaches have had to try to be unique about figuring out how they want to prepare and what they think is the best form of, of preparation. Uh, on our last tour of South Africa, we, we played an intra-squad game, uh, you know, simply because we felt that we had our team there at the same time and, you know, we felt that if we could mix the teams up in such a way that we would have just played Kumbra bowling to Virat Kohli or, um, you know, someone like a Siraj bowling to uh, Rohit Sharma, uh, we would give ourselves the best chance to have the best practice in terms of quality of opposition. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That was Raul Dravid talking to uh, Andrew McKenna, and while we were playing that clip, Raul Dravid's now actually got together with the ground staff, not just the head curator, but but three of the senior ground staff, and he's having a long chat to them. So um, <laughs> I didn't think it was as dry as I thought it should be. Anyway, is it between? Um, we'll come back to Royal Drive in a moment, but do, is it between Rian Ahmed and Ollie Robinson then for, for that number eight or nine position? I think so. I think it's Rian Ahmed. I think you can throw Tom Hartley into the equation. If, if India play Axel Patel, then you've got to feel that the, it's actually it's, well, it's sort of second guessing. It's getting to the toss. <laughs> can I have your team before I pick my team? Um, from a Ben Stokes point of view, because if, if India pick Axel Patel, which is three, seamers, uh, three spinners, two seamers, then you're more or less thinking, well, hold on, Hartley might be the one here because Axar Patel did well against England last time, drives it into the pitch from a tall release point. Then it might be Tom Hartley. Does Rian Ahmed bowl a bit too slow for these surfaces, um, if it, especially if it's not going to turn early on um, and you're going to play two and two? So, look, I, I, Ollie Robinson, I think, is well in the game here. Um, ben knows him well. He trusts him uh, in Pakistan are we looking at a surface which might be closer to the Pakistan surfaces than it would be to the normal, or what the Indian surfaces are going to be for the next four test matches? Are we at a position where we were two years ago during COVID when we got to Ahmedabad and we got an absolute shirt front? Joe Root got 200, we won the game, and Virat Kohli did his not and made sure we played on the outfield for the next three games. <laughs> These are things that might, might that's what Varel Javid's is probably having the conversation right now as we speak. So... It is, I think, between I think it's between Hartley and Rian Ahmed, from a spin bowler's point of view. Because obviously Bashir's not here. I just think if it's if 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 Raul Dravid's like that and he's concerned, and we're just reading between the lines, that pushes me towards the fact that England might play three seamers. Okay, well, let's finish on Raul Dravid then. As I said, um, articulate, thoughtful, incisive. And he was asked about England's preparation for nine days in Abu Dhabi. You and I both thought it was bonkers. Mm. Um, maybe that's a product of our age um, mm-hmm. and our thinking. He didn't condone it, but um, he... Well, actually, he certainly didn't condemn it, but he came closer to condoning it. And, it, and, and he said... And the more we're hearing about... You know, they've got 60 pitches and different surfaces mm. in Abu Dhabi cricket. Um, the preparation, certainly if England, we weren't there, but if they worked as hard as they say they did then they would have had a lot of overs, batting and bowling, um, albeit in practice conditions, not match conditions. Uh, Dravid was asked about playing matches, and he's obviously from our generation, so he he would have wanted and did get two or three proper warm-up games, real games of cricket, going into a a test series. But it was was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, he he didn't want to say, yeah, they did the right thing. And he did speak about the quality of opposition generally in practice matches going down, but he... He said that they had tried to provide really good opposition for England, England Lions, who are here and have played a couple of games already. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, it was. It was, in, it was enlightening, some of the stuff that he, he did talk about. Um, again, I keep coming back to the fact that I, I wouldn't have wanted to be like that from a bowler's point of view. Um, uh, you asked me the question could you, a, a couple of weeks ago, could you see why they did it of course I can see why they did it mm-hmm. I really can you know, being in a, that environment more relaxed environment forget the golf forget everything that goes with that it's about creating an atmosphere 
when you come into the goldfish bowl like India, can you create an atmosphere which the feel-good factor going into the first test match? And I think that's what Ben and Brendan have done many, many times so far. So I get that. I really understand why they did it. I just think from a, a bowler's point of view, for me, it was all about personnel. The personnel that England picked, I was always going to be concerned that not enough time on the ground here to get used to lines and lengths and angles would, be, would, would get them in a position to be ready for the first test match. You look at the Lions games that have gone on, Virat Kohli pulled out, which is a huge blow. It's a massive blow for, for, for India, for, for cricket. It's a, it's a big boost for, for, for England. I, I'm somebody who suffered you know, massively throughout my career. You know, my heart's with Virat because he's not just a legend of the game. Yeah, he's an icon of this. He's, not, he's the icon of this generation, but he's a driver of Test match cricket, and that's that's what I love about Virat Kohli. So to have him not there, that's a, a bit of a blow. But I looked at some of the the Indian reporters, and three of the three of the possible replacements for Virat Kohli that if they did, they haven't brought anybody in. But if they did bring somebody in. Three of them are playing against England here at this moment in time. Mm. You know, mm. Three of them are playing against England here. So that tells you how strong that side is. Borat, who was going to probably keep wicket in this game, he got a 50, a 50 and a 100 in that game. So Travis right when he says that the, the preparation was there. I just wonder if could England have sent two of their spinners, possibly three of their spinners, to come over to that to their camp, to that game, and got overs under their belt. Callum Parkinson bought 43 overs in the second innings. Of that of the of the forty game. How would Jack Leach have liked to have bowled so forty three overs? You probably wouldn't want Jack Leach to bowl that many overs coming back from a stress fracture, but you would want him. You would, it would be good to get would have been good to get him some overs under his belt. It would have been excellent to get Shoah Bashir, who, by the way, nine days in Abu Dhabi, he's not in this country. So if if Tom Hartley or Rian Ahmed wakes up poorly in the mornings, you know, we've, our sixteenth man's not here. Dan Lawrence is not here. You know when. Dan Lawrence when I can obviously you have to you can't legislate for you know, family issues and, and Harry Brook going back and you know we wish Harry all the best with the family and, and, and you know our heart goes out to, to the Brook family so you can understand that you're caught short with a Lawrence one but not having all your full complement of cricketers in the country because you've only come three days in and one of them it's a visa issue I think that's again another tick in the box to say why we're we not on the ground a little bit earlier but the one thing I will not say, one thing I will say is that no matter how they perform, if they don't perform very well, I don't think it's about the, the, the want of how hard they've worked because I know for a fact Ben Stokes and this team, Jimmy Anderson's still playing at 41. That tells you how hard you have to work to play test cricket. These guys will work so hard in Abu Dhabi. I can get that, but I still come back to the old-fashioned in me. <laughs> Three days before coming in, I still don't think it's, it's long enough. You're listening to Following on Daily. This is edition two. And just before we go, I want to put one thing right. (laughs) You've been listening to the Following on Podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winners Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.